Yeah. Hey, well, yeah, what? You had something to say there? <laughs> no, no, I'm listening to you. <laughs> hey guys, what's going on there? Welcome back to the Side Monkey Podcast. I am a part of the co-hosting group, Matthew Angelo Sobolski, aka Macropolis. And this is Amanda Skrupski Muldoon, aka Scrups. Nice. Scrups. It was almost like a dollar. Scrups. Yo, Scrups, get in the house. <laughs> Yo. Stop chasing squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> My dog chases birds in the yard sometimes. It's pretty amusing. Only the one, like Cooper does. Like you'll see a bird like land down on the grass and like yours go up. He's ratty. And that sucker's gone. I try telling him, like, you're never going to. The gonna birds lay down or the dog lay no, down? the bird will like fly down, like land on the grass and like look around for like a split second. And Coop's like, oh, what is that? Oh, nice. Goes after him every time. We're walking, like, we were the other day we were walking. There's a, a, a bird you know, on someone's driveway and he got up. He went out. I'm like, come on, don't be an idiot. You're not going to get it. Yeah. Yeah, See, Maddie, um, she's very formal. I, I say, Maddie, where's Mr. Bun Bun or Mr. Squirrel? And she gets very excited. Really? I don't know why I've added Mr. to those. Um, they're always male. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Mr. Bun Bun. Um, yeah, again, we're very formal in, in my home. Um, yeah. And she'll take off. She has she has killed the bunny. Um, and that what? was awkward. Whoa. Um, what? How yeah. did you catch a bunny? How, um, her breed is actually known for killing badgers. She's part Pekingese, part dachshund. So yeah. dachshunds actually dig into badger holes and kill yeah. them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a bunny, she's like, bitch, please. Got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put the kids away. Um, so, yeah, that was easy. Um, so I have to be careful when Mr. Bun Bun's around. She must have like she must have like cornered the like maybe got into the rabbit hole. Is that how it went down? You think or she I think got like... scared and ran into the fence and couldn't get away. And wow. usually it would duck under, and she caught it. So yeah, she's. I mean, she's very adorable, but I have to keep an eye on her. Wow. So, yeah. There's chalk that one up. Another. Just thing that yeah. you never would have known that that little. I didn't eat it afterwards. If that's okay, what you were wondering, if you're like, oh, and then Amanda had dinner. Right. <laughs> <And then they're... laughs> Way to go, Maddie! All right. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Now we all get to eat. Nice. <laughs> yeah, bunny legs are delicious when they're fried. Um, no, just kidding. Graze on that. Oh, look at yeah. loop it all back in. Ooh, yeah. What did we talk about last week? Last week we talked about self love and mm. how you can dial in and what your expectations can be for you right now, whether that's doing too much, doing too little, maybe lining self up um, to schedule as far as what you were doing before and keeping some of those expectations rather than falling off yeah. or trying to sign up for a thousand things. Um, and maybe you are signing up for a thousand things and that can also be cool. Um, so yeah, I think we had a really good conversation about what some of those expectations can be. Okay. Pretty good dialogue that you and I just kind of went back and forth on. We all like to alternate kind of who leads with mm -hmm. this episode, right? Which we're going to lead today. Now I'm going to almost interview. Oh, you are? Interesting. Yeah. I thought we were going to dialogue again, but that'll be. Yeah. Fun. That's what I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, well, we've tr like our format was generally, okay, I'll do this. You'll do this. You'll do that. And you'll pick topic. And, and we've kind of opened it up into like, just kind of this open, you and I conversing about stuff. Yeah. Which cool. is what we'll do today. All right. I like it. I yeah. like that last week. It, it was fun. It was good. I thought so. Good stuff. Yeah. And then what are we chatting about today? Oh, the tough stuff. The tough stuff we're talking about relationships today during the great pause. Now, look at and we got to touch on this, right? Because yeah. I haven't seen other folks, and not until we released that I know. the great yes. pause, and some motherfuckers out there are calling it all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the pause. I know is out there. I know. I'm really offended that people are stealing like, our shit. Totally. We should have trademarked that. Exactly. Guess what? Stop stealing my fucking thoughts, okay? I am not a wise person, okay? I have thought bubbles. And if you keep stealing my fucking thought bubbles, I am coming right out of this yeah, podcast. I swear to goodness gracious. <laughs> and obviously, we let's go let's go back a few weeks. Obviously, we just had Easter, so 
Easter's over, which it's crazy to even think that we had Easter because it didn't seem like it. But you gave up. I was going to say, why is it crazy to think we would have Easter? Because it just doesn't seem like it happened yet. It seems like uh, okay. we were killed during like Lent and we're not because you gave up swearing for Lent. But once we went into COVID, like, you're like, uh, yeah, all bets were off. And now you're letting it fly, baby, which I love it. That's cool. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Hide the kids. But yeah, so I totally stole your thunder on that. No, I think, but again, I think if, if people want to trace back, they'll they'll say like the first place, if you go back in time on a timeline, right? And document mm -hmm. like Trump said yesterday, I document things because the fake news. But <laughs> uh you can see that Scrubs was the first one. Yeah. Great pause. So put it in the record books. Great pause. Down. And you're gonna Die go to Wikipedia monkey. someday. Amanda Scrubsky Muldoon, yoga instructor and co-host of the Side Monkey Podcast came up with the great pause and episode nine, which really was before that, but we just kind of brought it to the world on right. episode nine. Heard it here first. Yes. World. Wasn't that, was that heard? What, what was that on? Heard it here first. Was that on was it like MTV? Maybe. And if you're uh Gen <laughs> X or Gen, what are they? No, Gen Z. Yeah. Gen X is before Gen mm -hmm. Z. You've never heard of that. So yeah. don't even worry yeah. about it. <laughs> right. No, but today we're going to talk about relationship music television. And when there was actually something called music videos. Yeah. And that's all they did was do music videos. It was crazy. And it wasn't on the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> or internet TV or any of that. It was on the, the the actual tube television. Yeah. There was literally a tube behind it. Very yeah. interesting. Look it up on your interwebs and you'll find it. It gives you something to do for about three seconds today, tomorrow, whenever. See, we're all about helping people out. We are. Anyways. Well, so anyways. Segway. Yeah, we're also going to help people out today as it comes to relationships because why? We're in the great pause and you are stuck with your family members, your loved ones, or your formerly loved ones. Uh, <laughs> they might be out. <laughs> kids are sleeping in the garage. Yeah. Throw them some sleeping basement yeah um and, and the importance and then also you know on a more serious note like how to um how to deal with it how to adjust how to yeah. um, formulate and harp i don't say harvest but yeah i mean nurture the relationships that you have right now because you're not going to have a time like these hopefully for during another at least during our lifetime where you can have this kind of time to be spent with those right so that's what we're going to touch on today yeah yeah. You're giving me a serious look today. <laughs> I was just thinking, room. hopefully, like another hundred years. Like the last time it happened was a hundred years ago. So I'm thinking, yeah. If this doesn't happen for another hundred years, I'm hoping, I hope to live a good life, but I hope that I'm peaced out by then. Yeah. Like, good luck, next generation. But I don't want to be around for it. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I'll be good. I'm going to be super healthy and do everything that Matt tells me on my uh, health line and what I've got to do yeah. to stay fit. <laughs> but I, uh, I'll i be out of my nursing home by then. Don't worry, there'll be a space available for the next person. <laughs> uh, bed available. <laughs> <laughs> Vacant, the no vacancy light just went off. Vacancy is now there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, goodness. Um. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many things that we can chat about as far as relationships and how to make them work right now and how to make them okay. <laughs> how to make well, them okay, I, I guess. I think we'll um, start with, right, like, when I'm on a coaching call, I always start with, like, a, you know, what's the good? What what was the good that happened? What's a win from that? But let's start on the other side. Let's start on the negative side. I'm like, and this is going to be an easy one, but, like, what can go wrong? Everything. <laughs> You want to get them out? <laughs> no. Oh, goodness. So actually, so when I was preparing for today, I was um, scrolling through and looking up some information. And uh, what I did find was um, the Buffalo News just put out an article today that since March 16th, there have been 17 domestic violence related arrests that have occurred in Erie County on average there have been 19 a week. Um, and what they've said is domestic violence. I think everybody is saying right now that domestic violence is going up. 
they're actually seeing that domestic violence is remaining pretty consistent. The concern is, is it remaining consistent because it can't be reported because people would have nowhere to go? That would be my concern. And I'm speaking from me, mm-hmm. not as an expert, not as um, a counselor by any means. My concern from my perspective would be if people have nowhere to go out of safety, because where could they go? Normally they might be able to go to a friend's, a family's home. They might be able to go to um, a domestic violence home. But right now, maybe they couldn't because they wouldn't feel safe making that transition. Are they going to report it because they can't? So that might be why we wouldn't see that number necessarily. Go well, up. that seventeen—that's a—that's what they're seeing per week. Nineteen cases per week. Okay, and the and the norm is is nineteen. Yeah. So they're seeing seventeen. They're at nineteen yeah. down. Right. And one would think, right, you know, and not to be funny here, but one would think that those numbers would shoot up, right? If you, right. If, if, if you're having, or you live in a, in a situation where that goes on, you would think that being home with that person 24 seven or somewhere around there, right? Cause maybe not everyone is working from home. Right. Maybe the person is essential or, you know, or something along those lines, but you would think that being, you know what I mean? Again, like you had said, having nowhere to go, you can't get away from, you know, your significant other who is abusive to go anywhere. Now you're locked in. You would think that it would go up, right? Or logic. What we're actually seeing is it's kind of remaining the same. So what does that, what does that tell you? Like, what does that number say to you? It tells me that, again, you might have a lot of cases that are being underreported, that people are just too fearful to reach out for retaliation uh, because they know that that person it's reported they're taken in and oftentimes what happens is the person who was abused then takes that person back because they love them oh yeah and that person then comes back into the home and then they have to deal with that person and the fact that they were taken away so fear of retaliation could be a huge factor in that. And then knowing that that person has been taken by the police, taken to a prison cell, which again, they might've been exposed to the virus along Mm -hmm. that journey, along that path. And if you have kids in the home, you have parents that you're also caring for, you have someone else and like that, those are a lot of things to consider. Do you just deal with that? Those are all things that that the victim has to think about as the abuse is happening, whether it be verbal, whether it be physical, um, emotional, that's, that's a big deal. That's all obviously extremely concerning. And a lot of, again, going with what we would think is, you know, we, we we let into this with kind of the numbers and in logic would say that, you know, we would expect the numbers and many experts would have expected the numbers to be up, but you're very, you're right. Maybe, maybe a lot aren't being reported because why do they happen? Like one, one that usually, one area that causes a lot of stress usually is financial in relationships, which could lead to that. And right now, I think a lot of, a lot of families are, stressed out financially because maybe only one is working. Maybe both got, you know, got laid off. I know instances where both, you know, parents got, got laid off and unemployment was just getting some checks out. You know, the stimulus checks haven't come to your household. Like, um, and, and, you know, bills are still coming in, you know, whether or not you pay them and they say that, you know, they can't do anything, but it's still got to be a source of, of stress, right? The kids are, are home all the time if you've got you know what i mean if you've got them in those yeah. so now you've got you know again you're, you're absolutely right you would think that like financial stress kids being home things being crazy uh being laid up like all those stressors add up absolutely absolutely and there's no way to escape that for either person and by no means am i validating what is happening by the abuser wow. or giving them a pass but there is no way there's no way to get out right now. There's no way to, to, to get away. Um, so it's really just a difficult time. And I, um, I do want to throw out there, um, the Erie County 24 hour domestic violence hotline 
is um, 716-862-HELP. So if you do need to call that, I just want to make sure that I'm providing that during this part of the conversation. So again, it is 716-862-HELP. So if you do need that or know someone who needs that, please write it down um, and and use it if necessary. Um, and share it discreetly if you need to. Um, and I know that that's difficult with technology nowadays um, because an abuser might be looking and you might not realize, um, but, but do what you need to do um, in order to get that number to the people that need it if, if they need it. Yeah, thank you for that because uh, that's why I said you're so smart. I said that earlier, you're like some days, but you must have woke up on the good side of the bed today. I wouldn't have thought of that, but that's very crucial to have that uh, that line and that outlet and, you know, dial 911. Don't be afraid. Um, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, but, you, you know, we, we let out what can go wrong, everything. Um, and in those situations, you, you know, those, those situations that probably have been going on prior to this there, but there are, yeah. you know, we talk about those catalysts, those things that, that make people break. And certainly the stresses of, What's going on right now absolutely can do that. I have a bunch of, you know, many clients, people, friends who have kids and it's like, ah, you know, and they can't wait to get like, their grandkids and this and that. And just the stresses, like what, what that can do to a relationship. And so let's, let's, let's segue that right into, okay, maybe we're not abusive, right? Hopefully maybe, not. Yes. Hopefully not. I hope yeah. that everyone's not, but how does those stresses that we just talked about kids being home? one or both of you being laid off, um, uncertainty financially, mortgage payments, like the stresses of that. And the kids, let's lead that into, okay, you're not abusive, but how does that, you know, how, how do we navigate those stressors? Yeah, I mean, use birth control, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh my goodness. Goodness gracious, sorry about plan B. Plan B. <laughs> <laughs> oh no kids are cute Except, i mean if nothing else if you've learned nothing else would you really want to be locked in a room with them for a month and a half potentially two months i don't know boom i don't know changes things right changes the game for a lot of folks like there there yeah. might be them, them new parents right they've got the little one and they're thinking about two or three and they're like Fuck that shit. We're done. Right. right. You're getting snipped. Tie them up. Whatever it is. They're like game over. Yeah. Anyone who like I, everyone's talking about this baby boom that's going to happen. <laughs> like maybe that first week. But sure. if you are still thinking about it, I think that has been wiped clean. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know anybody who's like, yeah, I'm still thinking about having a baby with him. Like I haven't heard that from any of my yeah. girlfriends. It's no longer on the table. It's been taken off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but I, to go back to your question, I think part of it comes back to respecting each other's schedules is a big thing. So I think that, first of all, if, if one or both of you are working and you have kids, respecting that you are both working and it's not just like my job's more important than your job or your job is more important. You're both working. So if little Johnny needs attention, schedule time between the two of you. Okay, I have a call at nine. So I need the privacy from nine to 10. But at 10, when my call is over, I'll take over from 10 to 11 and divide it up because I think it can very easily become one-sided. Um, and we live in a and I, I hate to say that I'm going to throw it out there though. I'm going to be very yeah, um, honest, yeah. but we live in a very mom raises the kids kind of world. So I would not let mom take over that mom rearing the kids. If mom's home and needs to work, it does need to be both parents providing the care, especially if you're doing everything that you can to stay social distancing and there is not another care provider. Now, I know some of my friends that I've chatted with are still using like a grandparent who's also social isolating. So that's their like one person. They're also social isolating and they're coming in and providing care. So that 
it is what it is. But if you're not doing that, absolutely divide that time up. It needs, you both need to feel respected. But if you're the sole person during the day who also has to provide care and do the work, you absolutely are going to feel frustrated with that situation. And at the end of the day, you're going to have resentment towards the other caregiver. And again, they are a caregiver. When I hear friends say, daddy's babysitting. No, 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 no. Daddies don't get to babysit. He's the dad. There is no babysitting when dad's dad's watching the kids. Mom watches the kids all day. So I don't, I absolutely do not agree with that. That's me putting my opinion out there, but dads don't babysit. Dads watch the kids. Without getting into a whole nother subject matter, another topic. Like I agree. I think there is I think you're 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 getting away from the typical mom rearing and mom takes care of everything. You yeah. know, I know for like a buddy of mine who at one point, you know, years ago was was gonna be the stay-at-home dad because mom was doing well enough, you know, there was definitely getting slack from from the male friends about, you know, stay-at-home dads. And and it's you know, I think they're and that's I would, awesome. You know what I mean? If 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 one parent and, and again, this goes back to just you know, equality. We're all equal. It's been proven when women Correct. can handle sickness probably better than men can. They're probably a little bit smarter, you know, I get it. Um, but having that kind of equality where like, look at man, parenting is, is it's a, it's a two way street and it shouldn't be, uh, it really isn't. There are so many, I, I would say, and I don't know the numbers to this and, and maybe, you know, there are way more households today that are two parent, uh, working yeah however there is still like mom does a lot of the raising of the kids right yeah so i I think there needs to be more a little bit more balance in there because you're right i mean it's you know when i have both ways if yeah so absolutely if dad's the one that was usually caring for the kids it can go the other way as well so i don't want to just say mom i respect it in both directions and want to absolutely put that out there i agree with you 100 percent if dad was the one staying home and he has an important call so if dad was the stay-at-home dad but he says i'm getting a call from someone later respect dad's time as well his time is just as valuable Oh, so, yeah. and that's mutual respect across the relationship because you'll create just the same amount of resentment in the other direction. So that, you had mentioned the uh, respecting their time and their schedule. And so for the listeners out there, like they're hearing that, like what, how can you respect someone's time or how do you get to the point where you're cognizant of respecting your partner's time? Oh, I would use like a Google calendar or iCalendar so that you can see what's scheduled for one person and have them tag into your calendar so that you can see all the appointments for each other. And then it's shared. So I know what time I have to make calls. He knows what time he has to make calls or what, cause that's really how our world is working right now. Right. Calls mm-hmm. for everything. And then that is right there. So you know what time you need what space, you know what time you need privacy, um, you know what time you need quiet in the home versus, all right, let's all be loud. Let's do music or whatever's going to happen. Um, and then you can go from there. Or you know what time the family can take a walk all together to create that unity. Um, but shared schedules, we all have that technology to share that. So that's a great way to... And even even if you're not technologically advanced, um, you know, I, I know I, I so I don't know if it was I think pretty sure it was a family member of, of of mine who, you know, him and his wife just made, you know, on construction paper calendars of what like a model day is, like boom, this is it. You know what I mean? Yeah. For kids and the kids follow that. And then so that they kind of both knew what like this is my schedule, this is your schedule, okay. And they and they they did it. So you don't, you know, absolutely use technology, it's there for us. It's, it's 2020. I'm a little bit old school. I would probably more or less look, babe, let's write this down. Boom, boom, boom. Put it on the page. Right. Just or a whiteboard, something like that. It's there's so many ways, but the thing is sticking to it. So I think that also the consistency of how often have we said, especially in a relationship, okay, we're going Mm -hmm. to every week put our menu on the fridge or we're going to put our schedules up and then all of a sudden a week later the next week 
you forget and you don't do it. Stay accountable and actually do it to respect each other and to respect the kids as well. The first week goes by, everything is great. You've got all the accountability of who's going to do what. Week two comes, Sunday night comes. Oh, I forgot. I have a eight o'clock meeting tomorrow. You have an eight o'clock meeting. I have an eight o'clock meeting. Now, what are we going to do? Well, if that wasn't talked about, guess what? Now you've got a fight of who's going to, oh, we'll just throw this on the TV. Kid doesn't have breakfast. Now he's screaming. Well, that's because it wasn't talked about. And now you have no accountability to each other. You've got a problem. So again, sticking to what was expected and already having those conversations in advance, you don't have to worry about that as much because the conversations have already been held Mm -hmm. in advance. Yeah. It's all good, good stuff. My, my, I guess my take on, on everything you said there is, is especially the, at the root of respect and respecting others, your significant other, even your kids is coordination and we'll get into let's let's get into respecting the kids as well. We'll talk about that next, right? Yeah. Uh, is is coordination and communication, and 100%. in order to get the respecting of the schedules and the time and your work schedules and whatever might be going on, it is that one thing. The root of all misunderstandings are stem from communication issues, and an inability, I think, for us to and I, us to communicate our true feelings to the person that we're working with, living with, whatever it might be, and communication. I think, you know, and I, I've said this to my wife a lot. Like, I need to be better at communicating how I feel. Like, I can do it with clients. I can do it with businesses. But when it comes to, you know, feelings and emotions, sometimes it's difficult for me. And I'll give you my perspective. Is like, I never want to sound like I'm hurting or beating anyone down. And so a lot of times like I'll just hold that in rather than saying it. And that lack of communication has created some space and a riff. And then, you know, their lack of communication on both parts. And all of a sudden we both have ruminating and festering thoughts. And then, you know, now is not, now is the time to just communicate as openly, even if it comes out wrong. Right. I think you're better off doing that than holding it in. What would you say to that? Yeah. I definitely think that it's difficult to tell feelings and it's easy to say, and as a woman, I'm really good at this. Um, oh, never mind. I'm fine. We're great at that. That's, I think, like right away as a child, I'm like, aside from no, like as a woman, like that's those are the next things that we learn. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You, know, you ever get fine or sure? Yeah, fucking shit. Yeah, run the other direction because it means that everything's wrong wrong. and we're not talking to you for three days. Um, And afterwards, you better buy something shiny because you're screwed. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we learned that right away. So any any dudes out there, you have a daughter, don't let your wife teach her how to speak because that's what's happening. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, but what's tough is in those moments when we want to say that, um, or we don't want to tell our feelings, like sometimes I'll say, um, I'm not ready to talk right now because I actually like, there are times when I don't actually know what I'm feeling. So it's easier to say I'm fine or I don't, I don't know because I still haven't identified the feelings that I'm feeling. Like I, I think that I'm angry, but I might be sad. Um, I know that I'm uncomfortable uh, with what's happened, but until I have the time to kind of sit with whatever's just happened, I don't want to say what, what I'm feeling because I haven't identified it yet. Um, So I think sometimes it's okay to just say, I'm not really sure. Can I get back to you? Um, Cause feelings take a little bit of time and you don't want to identify the wrong feeling. Like I'm angry. And then later realize like, no, I wasn't really angry with the situation. I just didn't really understand it. And I was frustrated with it. Or I was sad that that happened where if you right away identify anger, then you're putting that on the person. Um, when that's really, really not what it was, you know? And so, in, 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 in just kind of, building off of, of that, the subject matter of, of communication and coordination and respecting 
And, and so a lot yeah. of times, you know, what, when we have those feelings or you're upset about something, right. And we want to communicate, just like you said, I think having and making that statement of, I'm just not ready to talk about it. It has, holds a lot of weight because, you know, when I did, I, I had done a, it was, it was about changing habits. I did a program, you know, and it was a smaller program with a select number of clients that I had when I was still in the basement, but we worked with it and it talked about the psychology of, of building these habits and why it's important to build these habits. And we talked, you know, in there about willpower and there was a, an interesting study that uh, research in the, and I don't have it at my disposal of like, that had to do with say physicians and people that were very high stressed and, and working a lot. And most of their, relationship infidelities happened at the very end of shifts and okay. the psychology and the reason behind that is they had been so focused throughout the day on everything that they have to do that by the end of the day their ability or their willpower at the end of the day was almost gone and yeah. i think that goes i think can lead into the same scenarios here where Usually throughout the day, you'll get progressively. And then there's usually an argument at night. The kids are, you know, running around. Or even if you don't have kids, like the day's stressors have built up, whether it's work, whether it's, you know, the, the insecurities or the things that are going on about maybe being laid off and all that. And then it's usually around dinner time or around there where you get in those arguments. I think that is the best time to say, you know what, I'm not ready to talk about this. Or maybe um, can we talk about this tomorrow? I, I want, you know what I mean? And make a time to go over that possibly in the morning. Yeah. And, and rather than when you're both at that point of, cause again, willpower is like a muscle and not just willpower, but our, you know, ability to make decisions. And why do you, people usually, you know, snack at night, they're stressed out and they've just had enough at that point. Yeah. And they're like, F it, right. That's where the F it comes in mentality. And so, you know, I think what we're saying is just like Amanda said, take the time to say, you know, it's okay to, to say what you, like you had said it, like, I'm just not ready to talk about this, or I know that this is extremely important for us, but can we, can we, can we talk about it tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon or, you know, some point in time rather than when emotions are high and frustration and stress levels have built up throughout the day. Right. Versus, you know, tackling something in the morning before the kids get up or tackling something, you know, when you guys are at breakfast and, you know, cause then, you know, let's, let's take that example where you get into that argument at night, you know, after the long day of being with the kids and you being at work or you looking for work or you were trying to figure out how your business is going. And then you guys try to get an art, you know, to write. So, and maybe some couples are better, but then you just, you, you know, one forces, not forces, but regurgitates or set speaks their feelings and the other one speaks theirs, but almost hastily. And then you get in this argument and then you go to bed angry and then you wake up angry and, you know, and it just perpetuates. And then three days later, you're finally either dealing with this or worse. You're just like, screw this. You know, we're getting divorced. Extreme. Yeah. You know what I mean? But no. Yeah. And you know what? A, a good point to what you're saying is if you do get to the point that it rises to an argument, think about what argument means to you. So mm. I do not like arguments and I really try mm. to avoid them and everyone's arguments look different. Right. And I don't know. It, and it depends on who you're arguing with, what an argument actually looks like. Right. I, I'm sure across the, the people in your life, arguments are all different, but how you argue is going to affect the relationship as well. Okay, how to have an argument that actually works for you and works for both of you and affects the relationship in a positive way is something that you can also consider. So when you use foul language in an argument, sometimes you can shut someone down because they're not listening to what you're saying. They hear that foul mm -hmm. language and they just it doesn't matter because they don't they immediately know where you're progressing to. Right. Because they hear the swear words and they're like, all right, I just, I don't want to deal with this. And they know where you're headed to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I try really hard when I'm arguing with someone not to swear. Also, keep your tone down. Because the minute that you start to raise your voice, the person that you're arguing with will try to top your voice. And I remember when I heard that, I used to... Um, 
teach applied behavior analysis um, when I was back in the day at one of the agencies I was at. And when I heard that, that was so eye-opening to me. So if I get into an argument with someone, one of the last things I will do is yell because I know that that will, it actually leads to aggression as well because as you raise your voice, the person will start to puff their chest. They'll start to raise their shoulders. It becomes like a lion roaring in the jungle, right? If yeah. I roar, that person will try to roar louder so that they are hurt more. So lower your voice because they will try to match that lowered voice. What happens then as they lower their voice is they are more likely to listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. And I am more likely then to listen to them. Then we are having a conversation rather than an argument. Mm. And that is amazing because then we can actually talk. And whatever is on both of our minds, we're talking about. We're not arguing. And that has gotten me through some of the most difficult conversations that I've had to have rather than me arguing through them. Yeah, so, that's a huge point. That's yeah. so you had uh, you know, one, you know, two really how to argue, which was avoid foul language at all costs. Yeah. Right. That mm -hmm. doesn't perpetuate reconciliation, but rather perpetuates further hostility. Yeah. And then keep tone down, which will then perpetuate more listening in a more calm environment, right? When we're talking low, or so I'm getting loud, right? Everyone wants to get loud. The number, mm -hmm. if, we had, if we had the audio going, the numbers would have went like off the, off the <laughs> with that. Yeah. You're right. It, it makes total sense, right? Because when the, the voice elevates and it gets a little higher, and you're absolutely right, our defense mechanisms take over, right? Yeah. We yeah. are animals. We are, yes. And so that, we respond like animals. And so without understanding or no, knowing how to communicate, and in this case, how to argue, you know, two things to, to greatly. And so, okay, let's put this in there. How are we going to navigate out of this? Like, okay, we're getting in an argument and a couple A is getting into an argument and the, the temper or the voices are starting to elevate. What can I do as, you know, in that relationship? Like you're walking into a, yeah. into a conversation like that? Well, I'm in this with my significant other and we're, we're arguing about something. We're in an argument. And okay, the foul language and the in the voice, the tone gets higher, right? Mm -hmm. And so now my natural mechanism, right, is to no, I'm gonna spew even more vulgarities and get even louder. So rather than do that, what can I do in that moment? How do I how do I bring that down? It's gonna take a lot of self awareness, especially if that's your natural like. Nope, I'm gonna go. I'm I'm ready because I'm gonna step up and go. If that's where you always got gone, mm -hmm. take a breath bring your tone back down and start talking. Maybe even start with, I hear you. I respect what you're saying. Can you hear me? What if we talk about this and see where that takes you? Now, if that person is already elevated mm -hmm. and they're not willing to come down, come back to what we've already talked about with feelings, maybe we need to come back to this later. Yeah. And it's going to tell you a lot about your relationship if it can't come back later, if that person just keeps wanting to come at you and come at you. I just come back to, maybe we need to come back to this later. Sure. And I have definitely been in conversations where the more I say that, the more irritated that person becomes, mm -hmm. or I say nothing. I let them just keep going. And yeah, I can tell you in the pit of my belly, I get, I'm fired up. I'm okay. Sure. I want to go. I. I've got plenty I can say to you, but I don't because what is that going to get me? My pride? Like who cares? Because mm -hmm. I, I don't need to go toe to toe with this person because it do, it's not going to matter. What am I, I'm going to say something mean. Like I'm an adult. I, I don't need to say something mean to someone to win. There's no winning in this. Then what's that going to get us for the rest of the night? Total silence where there's no talking. Yeah. And then I think also in, in to to even go further than that is, you know, especially if you have kids, then they see that, you know, I think, I think, yeah. and, and again, like this is coming from, from someone who does not have kids, but 
you know, and also my parents rarely got in arguments. If they did, it was loud, you know, and I'm not going to blow on my mother and my father, but my mother would, was one that was, would raise her voice and my father wouldn't. And I didn't see too many arguments, but also realize that what your child sees is ultimately what they'll end up doing, right? For the most part, it's not a given, but there is a strong likelihood that that's how they'll respond possibly when they get in situations like that. And to be mindful of your children is it's crucial and, and know that they're there and to be able to, like you had said, you know, can we, we're both getting a little ahead of ourselves. Can we, I respect you. I hear you. Right. I hear that. Hopefully you can hear me. Let's talk about this tomorrow. Can we, can we agree that we'll talk about this, but, yeah. For right now. And it might be a little awkward still at night, but at least there's a little bit of a. Yeah. And out. honestly, you probably won't even need to wait till tomorrow because most of us are in loving relationships where you want to repair it. You don't want to go to bed angry. And we've yeah. all heard that. Right. So most of the time, by the end of the night, you want to make that repair before you fall asleep or before the next thing. So you know, you start making dinner and someone, you know, you have a joke that you want to share and you realize you're sharing this space. You love that person. You're ready to start working towards, you know, that connection again and fixing it, fixing the holes. So it's going to be fixed sooner than you think it is. So to say it's going to be fixed tomorrow, you, again, usually it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Trust the process. If, if, if the repair takes longer to fix than you thought, again, then usually that's the trouble. The struggle is deeper than you thought. Sure. Yeah. It's deeper than just an argument, right? Yeah. And, and there's, there's other there's, stuff going there's on. There's other things going on that need to be explored. But no, I love where this is, has led to because I think you're at, you know, what you had said basically in that moment, you know, when tempers do flare, you know, the and, and this is the takeaway for you guys today is, is just like we've talked in other uh, episodes about stopping. Like just stop, breathe, right? There's something to be said about that whole 10 breaths. Like take some deep breaths and calm. What it does, I mean, deep breaths, right? Those, yeah. you know, almost parasympathetic breaths that we would take. Uh, but in these, in this case, just some very deep breaths to calm the nervous system down, right? We've got the, the autonomic nervous system, which is, you know, the the fight or flight or the the parasympathetic, the rest. And in, and we get into that almost uh fight or flight mode, you know, right. and tempers where like you need to take, you need to do step one, stop. Right. Take yeah. those breaths and then either, either apologize or like you had said, show empathy. I hear you and I, I can understand and appreciate you and your feelings on this. I hope that you can appreciate mine when you don't even have to go there, but you know, can, can you hear me as, as you said, good verbiage there. And then, and then ask. So stop, breathe, empathize, or apologize, and then reframe. Right. So if we're yeah. going through steps, and then you know come back to so whatever that would be, come back. You know, yep. you know ask the question. So um, good steps, I think, to to navigate and and how to argue. Right. So we had the how to argue, which is avoid number really a two step thing: avoid foul language, keep your tone down, and learn to listen. Right. Because the listening creates calm. Right. And so then we go with, you know, what happens when it does escalate, we stop, we breathe. And even if they're still going, right, we stop, we breathe. One, yeah. one of the parties has got to, you got to break it. You've got to, cause otherwise you're going to go up. So stop, breathe, even a few deep breaths, deep breaths, empathize or apologize, reframe and ask. So good stuff there, man. Shit. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And Honestly, don't apologize if you don't need to. If you don't actually yeah. have, feel like you need to apologize, don't don't apologize. Only mm -hmm. apologize if there's something to apologize for. True. We're in this culture where we always feel like we need to apologize. Yeah. Don't. If you have nothing to apologize for, breathe and then have a conversation. Yeah. And again, yeah. show that you know where they're coming from, right? Some yeah. sort of understanding or empathize. Yeah. Or understanding that is a whole new world that we can, that you can walk into your relationship with, which is the big deal. But that doesn't necessarily mean you need to be sorry for the way that you feel. 
Yeah. So we did a lot. I mean, we've talked a pretty good amount on, on the relationships of the two individuals, right? The husband and wife, the boyfriend, girlfriend, the, the fiancés, whatever. All, we spoke to all that, right? In, in terms of yeah, our, whoever you are. Um, and, and this could be even two roommates. Right? It doesn't yeah. have to be uh, husband and wife. It doesn't have to be partners. Um, it can be, you know, friends living together. Like, there's no yeah. doubt. Like, it's one thing to live together with somebody that's a friend of yours. It's another to be with them 24-7 and they're picking their ass or they're not putting their dishes away or, you know, whatever might be going on. This is yeah. one thing I learned in, in college was living with somebody. Yeah, it's totally different. A different thing. Being with them all the time, this mm -hmm. is a whole new world. Right? So that was yeah. similar to like college. Like you were with them all the time. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing that I wanted to chat about was um, space and defining space. Mm. Um, yeah. Now that we're all working from home, uh, or not all of us, but the ones who are oh. working from home. Uh -huh. um, Excuse me. Uh, sorry, sorry to bore you. No, not at all. Not at all. I'm <laughs> I just, I don't know. What now I I'm going to bicker with you. <laughs> you should apologize. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did. I, I was quick on that. I was sorry. Damn. Um, I'm pissed grubs off. Trust me. Dang. No. Um, but in the spaces that we're in, it's a really good idea to define like your workspace and then the other spaces in your home just so that there is separation, just because it can so easily get clouded. And this way you can separate and leave your workspace and whoever you live with can also do that as well um so that it gives you it gives you a step away even if it is literally just a step uh if your workspace is in your living room make it a chair or make it a cushion that's separate from where you hang out uh so that it's not all in the same area or in the same realm your sleep space is separate from your eating space in the kitchen is separate from your study space just so that you have different areas that you can step away from throughout the day so that you don't feel like you can't ever get away from in quotes where you are doing work relaxing sleeping because that's when you can kind of start losing it a little bit when there's no place to get away from certain things. Um, and same for the relationship as well. You want to be able to step away from, if you need to, loved ones, kiddos, and have your own safe realm, safe space uh, in some way, even if it's the bathroom to take a bath for five minutes or to go meditate on the bathroom rug uh, for two minutes, if that's all you can get away from the kids. But that, that was the only other thing I wanted to speak on relationships is that the space that you reside in needs to be defined for your step aways. Uh, because now we're in it all the time, 24 hours a day. And if it's not defined, the lines can be blurred. I love that. I love that. I mean, space to have that defined workspace. Jim Rohn, uh, one of the you know, in my mind, one of the top professional development and personal development guys out there, um, you know, one of the things he said is, you know, work where you work, play where you play, live where you live and, and try. And especially now work and work, play lit and life are all brought into one. Like it's right. all in the house. And so I think to, your, to that point that you just made is, is vitally important to uh, define that workspace for both yeah. you and your significant other and the kids. This is where you do your school schoolwork, guys, right? Not on your bed, right? Maybe, you know, and, and just yeah. having that defined thing. And I think that then leads into, um, you know, the, the thing that we'll talk about in probably many episodes is, is you know, is boundaries and having boundaries within uh, the relationship now are more important than ever because for the most part, most people that, you know, if you're both working from home, it's good to have, as you refer to it, space. These are the boundaries, but also the boundaries on what you're willing to, you know, my wife always tells me I need more boundaries, um, but have the boundaries set up. Like, look at, um, I won't tolerate X while I'm working. 
you know, have the boundaries with the kids, have the boundaries with, you know, the significant other. And that ties into having that defined workspace crucial. Yeah. I just think it's helpful that you're able to, again, just walk away, even if it's just for a minute or a step um, so that you know you can get away because there's not as many opportunities. I know it was so refreshing at the end of a work day to get in your car and leave and know that that was left behind you. Even if you took your work computer home or whatever, you still got to leave the office and now mm-hmm. we don't have those opportunities. But if you can step away from it um, in your home space, that's helpful as well. I know that's helpful for me. I think that's a good point that, that you just made there. Um, maybe even inadvertently, but you know, get in the if you got to get away, get in the car. Right. Take a cruiser on the block. Go. Yeah. You know, we, just, we haven't been quarantined to to just our homes. You can get in the car and it, unnecessary travel. And, and, and obviously we want to avoid things like that. But, you know, if that's if that was a source for you. Right. Yeah. It, might have been. it might be that. Well, you maybe you don't have headphones. Right. And you just want to get in. You got to put a music on. You got to put something soothing on get in the car. Right. Yeah. It's a tool that we can utilize. Definitely. Definitely. Man. I mean, cool. I don't know about you, but I feel like I just got better at communicating in a relationship. Sweet. I did. I feel like I did. Now, I'll let you know how it plays out in real life, right? Definitely. I'll let you know. I try and, like, yeah, I try and avoid, uh, for the most part, is is trying to avoid, you know, arguments and, and, and things like that. You know, if I can, if we can work around it, I'm going to work around it. If, if it's, again, if it's something that isn't worth it to me, you know, is it worth an argument? Is it worth having an argument? That's something I'll ask myself. Like, how important? You know what I mean? If this person's stance and they could see that they're passionate about it and um, and they're passionate about whatever it is that they're doing or saying or leading into, like, you know, look at, all right, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with X. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes we do have to pick our battles, right? And not just get into an argument for the sake of getting you know, into an argument. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's tough because sometimes you're prompted into one and you didn't expect to be there. It's just all of a sudden the conversation goes there and you're like, oh gosh, why, why are we here? I didn't expect this and I don't want to be here, but we were led here. Um, But again, using those tools has really helped me. Um, And if I, can help other people using those tools, I gladly will. Now, hopefully uh, we, we gave you guys some tips and some tools, and I think you can utilize those and not just with your, your friends or your significant others or even family members if you've got siblings at the house. Um, but, you know, as a parent, I think you can, those are tools that you can utilize with your kids. You have to keep in mind, you know, what their, uh, I don't want to say education level, but their ability to understand what you're, you know, saying. But I mean, oftentimes, rather than get into that argument, you know, some kids will you yell at them and they'll yell back, and then you get into this, you know. Oh, it definitely works with kids because kids will yell back. So if you can have a conversation with them and lower your tone with them rather than yelling, um, and keep your tone down. Obviously, you're not going to yell, "You little fucker, get over here." Uh, you might under your breath, but um, yeah, keeping the tone down really does help. Um, almost whispering to them so that they have to listen to hear really what you're saying. That's super helpful. Yeah, because this is what you do, right? As mm-hmm. with your with your career. Um, I used to do it more, but it's definitely yeah. something that I have done. Again, when I was using the applied behavior analysis, um, I did it a lot more. And we used to do it all the time. Interesting. So these yeah. are not just, these are transferable. These are, you know, you can use these, this, these tactics, if you will, uh, or these, these skills or ways of dealing with things across the board, you know, parents, uh, friends, family members, loved ones. These are tools that you can take with you and put in your toolbox and, and, and use, you know, so I think 100% a kick-ass episode here. Number yeah. two, number 10. Number 10 already. Party. Damn. You want to do it like a virtual party? Yeah. Hot bottle. Shoot them up. You hear them going off? Yeah, there's brain everywhere. Damn. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, so what are we chatting about next week? 
Well, I, I think, what do you think about this? What do you think about you and I discussing the light at the end of the tunnel post COVID-19? What do we think life's going to be like and how to know? I don't know. Is there, is there a light? Can you see it? Oh, sh I see that shit. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> how light it is right now, but I see it. Yeah. But I'm thinking, I'm hopeful. And, let, and I think let's talk about what, you know, and again, it might just be opinion. I don't think any one of us, you know, are in the White House or talking with Polo about, uh, which he didn't get back to. Us, I tried right? to talk to Polo, you know, by the way. You know, he's that out there. Yet, but, you know, it's probably got people that are like, uh, I'm not going to respond to this. We got more important things to do. Yeah, you do. Talk right. to That's what everybody keeps telling me is he's busy. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure everything's on lockdown. So how busy could he be? Yeah, really. You're getting the information. Come on, really. Yeah, you got to be on the news a couple times a day. Whatever, shutting down yeah. bars and shit. Yeah, ruining everyone's fun. Yeah. But no, I think let's talk about that. What is it like? What are bars like? What it you know? What is yeah post-apocalyptic life like? Hmm. Post okay. Great pause life. Uh yeah, I'm excited to chat. Or about it. title when we hit unpause. When we hit unpause, fast forward. Fast forward. Oh my God. Shit's real. Don't take that from me, world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You know what? Some CNN. I'm Why? watching. Yeah. Fox watching. News, MS, we are watching your asses. Because if I see this shit in headlines, I'm so coming after we're, you. We're going live on IG. We're calling your asses out. Scrubs mm. is hitting the streets it's and interviewing tough. no one because you're not out there. <laughs> Yeah. So next yeah. time we're going to talk about post or we're talking about fast forward. We're talking about hitting the unpause button and Love it. back to uh, what we think will be normal, but we'll talk about, I guess, post, you know, what is, and maybe that's the fine. What is the new normal? Yeah. Um, talk about that. All sorts of good stuff here. Yeah. We'll, we'll come up for a name for it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, new we'll, normal. We'll, we're going to come up with a better name than new normal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't wait. So, uh, so let's see, Scrubs. Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Sakaski, S-A-K-K-A-S-K-I, or on Facebook at Amanda Skrupski Muldoon. Um, so yeah, reach out. And if you really like us, share us. We would love to see new people added to our listeners. So please let other people know who we are. And uh, Maddie Ice, where can they find you? I want to piggyback on that. Don't be selfish, SOBs there. Share that shit out. You know? <laughs> Don't keep us all to yourself. I get it, you know, but yeah. share that goodness. People, other You're people shy. You could, yeah, you could be the one that's like, look, at. I, remember when I told you about that sweet podcast, Side Monkey? Yeah, you owe me a couple. Like, just be like that. Don't, don't. Yeah. Don't remember how I told you about the great pause? Yeah. It was them. <laughs> it was them, mother effort. That's right. Yeah. Shit's real. Anyway, yeah. you can find me at, at MacFitness100 on both platforms, Facebook and uh, the IG, the Instagram. You can email me if you'd like, Matt, at MacFitness100.com as well. And you can follow our podcast at SideMonkeyPod. DM us. Drop us a DM. Yeah, we want to hear from you. We'll give you a shout out. Yeah, we'll shout your ass out. You ain't yeah. scared. It's been a while since we shouted anybody out. Yeah. Hey, public, drop some, drop some shit in there. Yeah. Dang. Grab some shit. Selfish Bogart and SOBs. I don't yeah. mean to talk about our, our audience like that, but you know, just hit the share button. Yeah. Share us. Yeah. Share us. Share us like the virus. Yeah. You're doing a great job doing that. Come on. Right? Walmart shoppers, let's go. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. You're out there sneezing on people. Share us. Share us out. Come yeah. on, man. You got a quote for us there, Matty Ice? Macropolis, let's go. Macropolis. I'm pulling this from the depth. My man, Leo Tolstoy. You go back. But here we go, guys. We were talking about relationships, the importance of them, and how to navigate, how to get through arguments. So this is from the Leo Tolstoy. When you love someone, you love them as the person they are and not as you'd like them to be. When you love someone, you love them as the person they are, not as you'd like them to be. Leo Tolstoy. Yeah. So you're not going to change them. So don't no. try. You you met them. Mm -hmm. You decided, hey, come on, come live with me. And now you're stuck. 
So buck up. Buck up, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's what it is. It is what it is. All right, guys. Go out there. Live the rest of this week in abundance. And until we see you guys next week, peace and love. Peace out.